Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's Philosophy Talk. Our topic, global poverty and international aid. Well, it seems pretty clear to me, Ken. We, I mean, we live in a very rich country and we're pretty well off. We should give till it hurts to help the really poor around the world. But just how much should we give? And are we ob- obligated to give it? Is it really our job to like perfect the world and see that everybody has everything they want? Well, that's an exaggeration, but we ought to take steps in that, dire- in, in that direction, make the world more equal, more equitable, more fair than when we, when we uh, came in. So, John, would you give half of your salary? To somebody you've never even met? Uh, I'm not sure you would. And besides, we have all these problems at home. We have poverty, disease. We should concentrate on the people nearby more. Philosophy Talk discusses global poverty and international aid with Peter Singer after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, San Francisco's oldest, most innovative public radio station. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And from there, they migrate to the air via KALW. And from the air, they migrate to the internet via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. Go check it out. Ken, before plunging into today's topic, let me wish Jean-Paul Sartre happy 100th birthday. And Jean-Paul, if they allow radios in whatever circle of Hades is reserved for philosophers... Or uh, heaven. <laughs> or, or heaven. Uh, we're, 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 uh, uh, we, we thank you for all your great works. Today we're talking about global poverty and international aid. Ken, wouldn't you agree that we all have a duty to give, give, give till it hurts? A duty. To give, give, give. To, I'm not so sure about that. A duty means you can't escape doing it. I think it would be nice if everybody in the world was well off. There weren't any suffering, starving people. That would be a really nice world. But am I obligated to do that? Look, I have lots of demands. My children, my family, my country. I, I'm not sure I have a duty. Okay, so there's there's one philosophical issue that we've, we've uh, isolated. Even if one is generally in favor of aid, both individual and and from larger units like governments to the poor around the world, is that a duty, an obligation, or something that some philosophers call supererogatory, above and beyond duty, but a good thing to do? Now, a second issue is is why? What what are we after here? Are we egalitarians? Do we think that the goal should be that eventually everyone in the world has the same call on the world's resources? Well, you know, look, again, I hate to sound like a hard-nosed, cold-hearted person, but look, people matter. People's suffering matter. But some people's suffering matters more to me. I'm not going to make my son's education be you know, uh, a secondary diminished kind of thing in order that somebody over in some distant part of the world have more food or something like that. My my son's education matters more to me than the suffering of some distant person. Ken, you shouldn't feel bad. The world needs cold-hearted people. I mean, those of us who have kind of a higher sensitivity to the sufferings of others feel better because we can contrast ourselves with cold-hearted people like you. <laughs> yeah, right. But all kidding aside, don't you think that, that equality, egalitarianism, uh, uh, everybody having pretty much this... I mean, after all, it's one world, uh, one atmosphere, 
one uh, one supply of water, shouldn't we all eventually have an equal share on it? And aren't shouldn't we work towards that goal? Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm not so sure. But, you know, our roving philosophical reporter, Amy Standen, went out and put that very question to an economist. She files this report. Suppose a poverty-stricken farmer from Sudan showed up at your door and asked you for half of everything you have. Should you give it to him? Maybe you would, or maybe not. Maybe that huge disparity between what you have and what he has is a good thing, or at least a necessary one. Suppose we had a rule which was that everyone had to share all of their income equally with the other 6.5 billion minus one people on the planet. Ethan Ligon is an associate professor of economics at UC Berkeley. I'm willing to assert that the resources to be divided would be much smaller. The entire pie would shrink dramatically. There's this real tension between having inequality and allowing people economic mobility uh, as a way of providing incentives to work and prosper and, you know, educate oneself. The reason people do those things principally has to do with trying to improve their own lot in life. If, in fact, we had a huge tax on the stuff that people produced, I think it is a consequence of human nature that not very much would be produced. In other words, if greed and ambition weren't there to keep us working and investing and constantly trying to earn more, there wouldn't be as much to go around, and everyone would suffer. We could imagine a world in which everyone started off exactly equal, that they had uh, the same wealth, uh, the same education, all those things were the same. We would need, I think, to encourage those people to work by offering them rewards if they did work. So long as all the risks associated with that kind of behavior were shared, people would tend not to engage in them um, because the returns from undertaking effort or risky activities would be relatively small. We can think about what the optimal distribution is, but it very certainly isn't that everyone should have the same amount of stuff all the time. So the question is, how much inequality do we tolerate? Every day, some 3,000 children under five die from malaria, a preventable disease. Is that the price we pay for the great wealth generated in the United States and other rich countries? It's examples like inexpensive treatments of malaria that aren't provided right now that make me think that the current distribution isn't right. If there were a social planner who had the welfare of all the world's citizens at heart, it's hard to imagine that that person wouldn't choose to invest in mosquito nets to prevent malaria. If providing mosquito nets to poor countries is one tiny way of redistributing the world's wealth, what's next? How far should we go to tip the scales? For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.